In 63 BC, the Roman general Gnaeus Pompeius Magnus found himself petitioned for support by both of the Hasmonean rivals for the kingship of Judea. Gnaeus, slightly better known to us as General Pompey the Great, saw an opportunity to extend Roman power and influence by reducing the independent Jewish kingdom to a client state of Rome. He brought his legions to Jerusalem and began a three-month siege of the city in the citadel of the temple. When the walls were breached and the city conquered, Pompey entered the temple complex, even behind the curtain into the Holy of Holies. The Jewish historian Josephus reports that Pompey saw what only the high priests were allowed to see, including the golden table, the holy lampstand, and the pouring vessels. The Roman historian Tacitus, however, reports it slightly differently, saying that the sanctuary was empty. The difference is easily explained when we remember that every ancient temple, other than the one in Jerusalem, housed a statue of the deity in the inner sanctum. This was not merely a representation of the god, but understood to be the god himself, physically dwelling in his temple. To the Roman mind, a temple without a divine image at its heart was, in fact, empty, no matter what other accoutrements might be present. Pompey's desecrating act was an attempt to behold the God of the Jews, the invisible God of whom St. John says in his prologue, no one has ever seen God. But is that the end of the story? By no means. General Pompey's frustrated desire to see the God of Israel will have a fulfillment just shy of a century later in the events that are set before our eyes here today. For while St. John does say, no one has ever seen God, he immediately continues, the only Son who is in the bosom of the Father has made him known. And between Jesus' washing of his disciples' feet last night and his passion today, Philip will ask him, Lord, show us the Father. To which Jesus replies, He who has seen me has seen the Father. St. Paul echoes this truth when he declares that Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. This is also the reality set before us in the Synoptic Gospels by Matthew, Mark, and Luke when they relate that at Jesus' death, the curtain of the temple is rent in two from top to bottom allowing everyone to see into the Holy of Holies as God reveals himself in an innocent man dying in torment but breathing out his spirit in forgiveness, interceding for all the world. Jesus crucified is the divine image that Pompey desired to see. This is what the liturgy sets before us today. What do we see? Do we see a man persecuted by his religious authorities? A man oppressed by his government? A man whose secular leaders have colluded with foreign powers and abandoned their true loyalties? Do we see a man against whom the crowd has been stirred up with false accusations and fake news? And will we see his loving response in the intercessions and prayers we are about to offer? Jesus seeks the good of all who offer him evil. Do I hear his prayer on my behalf? For I too am guilty. I too am complicit in these evils and need his forgiveness. Jesus knows our weaknesses. 
He has shared our trials. And, as the second reading says, He offers up prayers and supplications to the one who can save from death. He always lives to intercede for us. In his obedient, suffering prayer, he has revealed the God whom no man has ever seen. He gives us confidence to approach his throne, and he makes us his brethren as we obediently follow his example, entering into his supplications to the Father. Let us pray to the Lord. <clears throat> 